and welcome to an all-new special edition of Press YYZ, the only Canadian gaming podcast you can catch live here on Twitch every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern-ish, as well as on podcast services and YouTube every single Thursday. I am Mr. Mitch George, joined as always by the French Connection, Alexander Cozy Cozina. Five minutes early. Uh, if there are any audio out of sync issues, please let me know and I'll do my best to correct them. The self-appointed head of HR, Nathan McInerney. Hi. Uh, this is so early, I don't know what to do now. It's four minutes. <laughs> four and a half minutes. And his head is always in them clouds, Mr. A.J. Fraser. I, I was honestly expecting, like, maybe a 30-minute early, but we pushed it to five minutes early, um, which is still good it's for us. It's a good us. thing we didn't try to start on time. Con- exactly. we'd be starting if- at, like, 9.30. Exactly. Now, I will say in my defense, I do have a pretty long commute. If my commute uh, back from work was a little bit faster, I would have gotten this on the road faster. Uh, Alas, with the cold weather now here in Montreal, I can't ride my bike home, so I have to settle for the buses and metro. Fair enough. Mitch, are you going to take the wheel? Oh, no, I'm still here. Yeah, I was. It's okay. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Cozy will stream something on Tuesday. Who knows what? We'll find out. Uh, as well as we will be. This episode is going to be all about talking about the game awards, what we're expecting to happen, some surprise reveals we might be expecting, and you can catch us live reacting to that show on Twitch.tv/pressyyz next Thursday. Thursday. Friday. Thursday. Thursday. It's Thursday. It's I my got it right. Night. I definitely didn't already agree to play D and D that I now have to back out of. Um. So we won't be streaming that night for me because we'll just be doing the streaming. And then I am not streaming this week because I'm not going to be here. So, yeah, I'll be streaming like two weeks from now games again and with a new surprise Uh, game. Speaking of gaming two weeks from now, we are planning our December extra life stream. Y'all were so generous the first time around. Mm -hmm. You got us to the point where we had to do it again. Granted, we also agreed to do a Spider-Man Marvel's Avengers stream and that didn't happen because Halo is out and Marvel's Avengers is Marvel's Avengers. Uh, But we will get that second extra life stream to you in a couple of weeks. Date and time TBD, but keep an eye on socials to find out exactly what happens and when. Uh, What's up, guys? I know we're going to talk about Game Awards, but just how how y'all doing? I'm tired. Yeah. It's that time of year. It's just like, everything is just like, I just need some time off. I need to not be doing this anymore. I had to cover Mm. last weekend for work. And because Mm. I did that, I got extra time in lieu. So I'm actually only working two days the next two, like two days next week, two weeks, two days the week after. And then I'm off as of the 24th until after the new year, which is nice. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll be done work, I think, on the 15th. That's so, good. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. We'll just be playing uh, Halo all day. Forza. Forza and Halo. And Something like that. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, the gunk is also still. like that. That's oh, a, yeah. What, two weeks? I forgot about that. Is that Xbox yeah, exclusive? It is Xbox exclusive. I think it's and coming to Game, game Pass. Anyway. And it is coming yeah. to Game Pass day one. So. That's from, uh, it's not called Image Inform now. I can't remember what their new no, studio uh, name Thunder, is. No, uh, uh, no, Image Inform Games and Thund- Thunderful Development AB. Oh, okay, okay. So I think that might have been what they rebranded as. But yeah, that'll be out on the 16th. So just in time for you to start your holidays, you'll uh, you'll have the gunk. 
which I'm looking forward to it. That was one Boy. of the games I, I had in our Fantasy Critic League, but I wasn't sure it was coming out, so I dropped it for a sure thing in, what was it, Unpacked, I think it was, whatever yes. that packing simulator game was. That did okay. So, also on Game Pass. Also on Game Pass, also downloaded to my Xbox, also something I need to play at some point, like I say about everything. Of course. Yep. But There's I'll, too I'll much stuff. To There's too much to get to. There's yep. so many games, even even still, like looking at the games for the Game Awards thing when I was predicting stuff, I'm like, I still need to play The Artful Escape. Yep. Um, it Takes Two. Play, it Takes Two. Yeah, that was a big one for me over the holidays to move the Xbox to the big TV and play that through with the wife. I'm still um, waiting on Deathloop for next year. Yeah, I've got, uh, what's it called? I bought Loop Hero when that came out, and I should have played that. Uh, I think it was uh, Mario Rivera recommended uh, mm-hmm. recommended it, so I need to get to that because I paid for it, even though it'll yep. probably come to Game Pass by the time I actually get to it. That's another one that I really want to get to. Any other holiday games? I know Cozy's been crushing through the Halo series, and we can talk a bit about I think Halo I 4 have. was your most recent ex- escapade. Yes. Uh, um, the TLDR on that game is I actually enjoyed it way more than I was expecting. It's the uh, Star Trek 2009 of the Halo series in ways both good and bad. I really am hoping that we get around to doing our big Halo cast at some point because I have a lot to say. Yeah, it would be great if we could do that sometime this weekend because next week we get Halo Infinite, which would be crazy. Hell yeah. Um, But um, I forgot my train of thought. Oh, speaking of Star Trek 2009, I watched a movie for the first time that features an actor from Star Trek 2009, and I didn't enjoy it in the slightest. Oh, no. What was this movie? Y'all ever heard of Into the Woods? It's a musical, correct? Does it have... It is a musical. Anna Kendrick in it? It does have Anna Kendrick in it, and I typically love musicals. This yep. one was not very good. I've heard mm. this. The music was kind of repetitive. There's a really creepy song from Johnny Depp as the werewolf, or as the the wolf that kills Red Riding Hood's grandmother. It it's weird. It, it, what it's year based is this? On a stage play that uh, 2014. Okay, I want to say yeah. Well, that's like hot off the heels of his like Sweeney Todd. Uh, it might stuff. have been later than that. Uh, yeah, 2014. I actually got it right. Um, well, it's based on a Stephen Sodheim stage play. So oh. It's an adaptation. And some of the songs and music didn't age all that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that one song from Johnny Depp's a little creepy. Because in the play, it's about Red Riding Hood. And in the play, Red Riding Hood would be played by you know a young adult or a young woman. Because it's a stage play. In the movie, yeah. it's a child. So when he's yep. singing about wanting to eat this kid, it's creepy. yeah that's fair Um, yeah yeah some of it's good like y'all remember uh billy magnuson from the live action aladdin he played prince prince anders yes the foreign the foreign prince he's really funny in this Uh, so he and chris pine who you know cozy mentioned star trek uh he and chris chris pine play the two princes in the movie one pining over cinderella the other pining over rapunzel um, and they have this really great musical number where they're trying to one-up each other. And it's really, like, over-the-top, overly, like, emotive in a way that was really, like, self-referential, which was fun. Hmm. But overall, wasn't a huge, huge fan. But in anticipation of the hotly anticipated Spider-Man No Way Home, which comes out in a couple of weeks, which still blows my mind that... Two weeks from tomorrow, I will be seeing that movie. Boy. 
Uh, Same I here. Rewatched, I've rewatched all the Tobey Maguire films at this uh-huh. point. Uh, Spider-Man 3, not good. The rest <laughs> of them, good. Wait, but it has Venom and Topher Grace. Yeah, that doesn't make it good. You know what else had Topher Grace? Predators. You know what's not a good movie? Predators. Mm, I mean, I thought- Spider-Man 3 does have a part where Topher Grace says, so good. Actually, it's not him. It's James Franco. But Yeah, anyways. where he's eating the pie. Which yeah. Is- yeah, so good. It's, a thing. it's so good. It's not though. It's not a good movie. It's it's, it's the best it, Spider-Man movie. It is worse. It is a worse movie than the worst MCU movies. Hmm. Have I ever talked about how uh, when I went to go see Spider-Man, not uh, Spider-Man Two, but the Amazing Spider-Man Two, I saw it as part of a class in Sejep that was about like the use of physics in Hollywood. We uh, watched that movie, and then afterwards I had to take a test in which I talked about how the physics in that movie did or did not correspond to how physics would work in real life. Wait, Spider-Man's on a Thursday night, isn't it? Yeah. Guess who's not streaming in a couple of weeks, everybody? Yeah. (laughs) Got him. I don't think I'm streaming to the new year at this point, because I don't think I'm going to stream the day before Christmas Eve. We'll see. Maybe I'll just start fresh in January. Fuck. Well, you'll be here for our extra life stream. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> well, okay. The surprise Mortal Kombat—it's Mortal Kombat Ultimate Eleven, Eleven Ultimate—that I'll be streaming the entire story mode for over a few weeks. Nice. So I thought that could be fun, just going through the story mode, and I won't play it w- not on stream. Yeah, so. that sounds like a good time. Um, I did want to get a little bit so cozy talking about you know having to write a physics test based on the Amazing Spider-Man Two. It mostly uh, Nathan, passed I know the test, we were by ta- the way. It mostly Nathan, passed the I know test. we were. T- w- we were talking about the tickets that you'd bought. Yeah. Because you bought the tickets that are in like the motion seats. Yes. For oh, Spider-Man. The box. The yeah. D-box. Which, which should be fun because that's how I saw the amazing Spider-Man too, which actually made it feel like a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. My kids it's, should enjoy this, right? In the D box. Yeah. Your kids will have a blast with it unless they're prone to motion sickness, but you can turn down the intensity. Oh, okay. Okay. They can, you can you can turn it all the way off and you can just turn it down. The, the the motors running underneath you will be a little off-putting unless you're really getting into the movements of it. But I think Spider-Man is like one of the only decent applications of that dumb motion technology. I could uh, imagine Fast and Furious being good for that. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. Or I, I, the Need for Speed movie starring Aaron Paul. That one. Ooh, remember I, that? Saw, I saw him on stage when they announced that movie. That's E3 I went to. Ooh. Oh God! Yeah, if I remember correctly, that was a really great movie. Yeah, uh, it was 100%. not at yeah, all anywhere near tomatoes. good. Hundred percent rotten. At one point, does he go? I've got the need for speed. I hope he does. I don't, uh, probably. I, I don't remember I that movie it. well enough to care. I didn't see it, so I have no no idea. All right, All right, another pregnant well, pause. Perfect. No, sorry, I had to update the D&D calendar to make sure that they know I'm not going to play next Thursday because I forgot about these fucks streaming Game Awards shit. So yes. you're welcome. I mean, now I we've play let D&D you know about, about this like many weeks in advance. Should have let yeah, your D&D people know about this. I'm forgetful about things because I'm dumb. When okay. uh, Breath of the Wild but we're the fucks, huh? 2 gets announced, oh, yeah, you'll be 100%. happy. Or gets a title. I mean, it's already been announced. We're just going to get the name of it. And that leads me right into talking all about the Game Awards. 
Yeah, so if buddy. y'all were if y'all were around for last year, we went category by category, predicted who we thought would win, and at the end, somebody won. Now that we're going to be live reacting to the awards, we can do that live, which is going to be great. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through and get all of our predictions. Alex couldn't be with us tonight, so I'm hoping we can get his predictions before the show. We also took um, out a, a couple of categories that are not exactly in our purview. Usually, you mean all of the esports categories, pretty much the all fact of the that none of us recognized any of the content creators. Yeah. 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 So. But they did yeah. add a new category this year in most anticipated games, so at least we got something to fill that out. Yeah. It's a weird category. So, it is, but also I kind of love it, except that it's all, like, it's it's incredibly predictable what's going to win. I don't know. We got a 50-50 split in our predictions here. Did we actually? I thought we would all say the same damn thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's just get into it. All right, so we're, you want to start at the bottom, work our way to the top, or do you want to start at the top, work our way down? Let's start at the bottom and work our way to the top, and I guess leave the surprise announcement for last. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. All oh, right. No Smash character reveal? No Smash character reveal ah. this year. Smash is done. Rest in peace to that Sakurai. game franchise. Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon all-star uh, character reveal. Uh, well, actually, you know what? No, we're going to put something back in there, and it's going to be... Uh, let me just insert row if I could figure it out. Insert row. What's up? Oh, we got a card. Cool. Um, oh, God damn it, guys. I got this. Okay. Got this. All right. What it's going to be is, um, what was that thing? Also, you're on the podcast. Say hi. Oh, um, Carmen. Hi, Carmen. Hi, Carmen. Crap. Everyone's saying hi. Uh, Sal says hi, Carmi. If you want, Carmen. Carmen, if that's what I think it is, you should. You should. If that's what I think it is, you should let let the person know that it's being opened on stream. I have an idea of who it's from. Yes. Now I. Oh boy. Just said, you should be careful and let them know you're opening it on stream. And Sal says hi. Hello, Sal. Um. Thanks, AJ and Rachel. You're welcome. <laughs> Merry Christmas. We have to send our stuff. Merry Christmas. So what it's going to be, rather than a Smash reveal, it is going to be WB Universe... Uh, what was it? Multiverses. Uh, multiverses. That's a great name, by the way. Multiverses. It's okay. Reveal. Adorable. It's the best. All right, what are we doing in this thing? I got to do a thing soon, so this is going to be a shorter episode. But uh, Sal says uh, Metroid Dread Game of the Year, and I disagree, but you'll find out why we'll I get disagree to in like we'll get 45 to minutes. Okay. Um, so take your time. Think about who you want your multiverses reveal character to be. All right. Uh, I already know. Carmen do would we- like to know, AJ, where the yep. stamps were purchased. Uh, that is a question for Rachel. Uh, that's that because they are very cute. He doesn't know, so ask Rachel. <laughs> okay. Guys, do we want to show your address live on stream? It's is small that a good idea? in the square. It's fine. She she had her hand over it. Her hand was over most of it. It's fine. But yeah, it's, it's over fine. everything. Most of it. <sighs> most of it. We only revealed Rachel's address. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll do those two reveal ones at the end because I still got to think about who my character might be. But in the meantime, we'll get into most anticipated game. And like you said, we're 50-50. 
The nominees for this category being Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, and Starfield. And we are 50-50 split between Elden Ring and Starfield, which I was not anticipating. What did if you anything, think? I figured Zelda would get a vote. Oh, yeah. <sighs> it's I not d- coming next year. Yeah, they they keep saying it is. Yeah. They, they said that about Breath of the Wild, like, in 2016 and then it didn't come out until 2017 yeah yeah so we'll see see i'm sure that i are aligned on the fact that starfield's gonna win this and then aj and cozy are wrong and thinking elden ring elden ring's coming so soon and that's kind of like i think and that's kind of why this that's that's kind of why because they just had like a a bunch of demos and preview stuff come out about it yeah where Starfield is still so far away and there's still a lot of probably somewhat hurt PlayStation fans. That that was there. the only that was the only thing I was going to say is if the exclusivity of the game mm. turns people off of voting for that then you might get people in droves voting for something like Elden Ring or maybe even Zelda. But yeah. we'll see. Cozy P- putting aside scorn PlayStation fans, I also think that Bethesda's reputation is still in a little bit of a weird place where Deathloop was amazing, as we'll talk about it. Um, but I think a lot of their other uh, recent releases have not quite hit in the way that they could have, and I think that is also the reason why I'm going with Elden Ring over Starfield. Fair enough. All right. Next category being best debut game. Your nominees are. Drum roll. Kena, Bridge of Spirit, or Kena? I think it's Kena. I don't remember. It's like I think it's Kena. I think you're right there. Uh, Sable, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, and Valheim. We've got a bit of a mixed bag here with AJ thinking Valheim takes it. Cozy and Nathan both going for The Forgotten City, which I'm not even familiar with. And I said The Artful Escape. Uh, I, I. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, Go ahead. I was going to say. Uh, the Forgotten Cities on uh, Game Pass, it's like three or four hours long. You should run through it. Uh, I don't know if you're not familiar, but it was a Skyrim mod that's turned into a full game. And it's basically you talk, want to walk around talking to people as you try and stop. You go back in time and you try and stop their city from turning into gold. And it's a time loop situation. You had me until you said Skyrim. It's really good. Just saying. I will download it to appease the fans. Uh, also, Nathan, just so you're aware, you can get this week's Xbox Game Pass Quest for Marvel's Avengers in the cloud, which is nice. You I don't did to actually download that monstrosity of a game. Yep. Uh, by monstrosity, I'm going based on size, not the actual game itself. <laughs> I don't know um, how much it will votes. matter in the end, but I've seen a lot of uh, like fairly mainstream outlets, like Vox, for example, talk about the Forgotten City. This game has had legs well past its initial release, and I don't know that I can say the same about even Valheim, for example, which popped off huge at the beginning of the year and has kind of settled down. I know AJ so, loved it. Well, yeah, so to that point, I think I chose Valheim because... It's it like it did grab hold of like everybody for a little while, um, like it, especially in like the 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 games press and whatnot. Um, but then, um, you know, yeah, it did it did kind of fade away a bit. But I think when people are voting and reading through it, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, Valheim. I had so much fun with that this year. Holy shit, that was this year. Hell yeah, Valheim. Where. The other games, like, I, I was never drawn to, um, and I can hardly picture just based on their names, so. Uh, and for me, with picking The Artful Escape, 
the judging panel or the jury panel who is voting for this really loves, you know, thought-provoking, artsy indie games. And that is what the Artful Escape is, which is why the Artful Escape is going to win this. All right. Well, we'll see you in a week. We'll see you in a week. Uh, best multiplayer, AJ again going for Valheim. But the other nominees in the category are Back for Blood, It Takes Two, Knockout City, Monster Hunter Rise, and New World. I think I know you liked Valheim, AJ. I don't think people not, are coming back and voting for this the way they are for other titles in this category. I, th- I well, yeah, and this this one was a little harder. I think because It Takes Two would be in the same place as the oh yeah, It Takes Two that came out this year, right? It, it would be the same thing. And however, uh, Valheim would have servers full of people, whereas um, It Takes Two is just you and a friend playing together. I think there's technically a lot less of that um, experience. Um, I don't think It Takes Two doesn't deserve it. Um, but also, like, Knockout City didn't stick around as long. And it was like, it doesn't hit you as, as hard. hard. Um, and Back for Blood, I just didn't like. Monster Hunter, I didn't play. And New World was the MMO that was fine and just an MMO. So... I voted for Monster Hunter Rise when I did my research a little bit earlier in the year of what were the big game of the year like candidates to be before the actual candidates were revealed. Monster Hunter Rise came on a lot of people's lists. I think it's like one of those uh, hits of this year that not a lot of people are necessarily talking about in the same breath as, you know, your Deathloops or Metroid Dreads, but a lot of people really seem to like that game. And I think I would not be surprised if it took everyone by surprise. Yeah, Nathan and I were both of the boat of It Takes Two has so much critical praise behind it that it probably takes everything it's nominated for except maybe Game of the Year. Yeah. Uh, I could have seen this also going to something like Knockout City or Back for Blood just because those multiplayer experiences were so accessible. They were fun. Or not accessible, but attainable or available. Uh, it Takes Two, I don't think as many people played. or I feel like it's gotten more buzz as the year's gone on. But I don't think as many people played it when it released. I think with it coming to EA playing Game Pass, more people are becoming aware of it. Mm-hmm. But I think just it's it's something I need to experience. And I can't say that about any other game on this list because I have experienced um, 50% of them and they were fine. Yep. Cool. All right. On to the next, which is the best sim strategy game, a.k.a. the category Mitch knows nothing about. Such a weird category. Nominees are Age of Empires 4, Evil Genius 2, World Domination, Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Sim. Presumably this is the console version? Because it was out on PC last year, right? Yeah, Yeah. most likely. I don't think it'll win this year um, just because it's just It won last year, didn't it? Yeah, and I think that's why. Because most people who voted for it last year put it up. I don't think they're going to vote for it again this year. Um, and again, we are 50-50 with Nathan and AJ thinking Inscription wins and Cozy and I both in the Age of Empires 4 camp. I almost won Age it, of Empires 4, but Inscription's a critical darling at the moment. And it's right up your alley. Yeah. It's a deck game. It's a card game. Yeah, match. it's a card. It's a what? It's, it's a, a card, card game. building game. Yeah. Someone else do the next one. You guys know more about Inscription, <laughs> so I would not be surprised if that ends up taking it. My only argument for Age of Empires 4, it's been a real long time since we've seen Age of Empires, or for that matter, any big mainstream you know, strategy game of its ilk. And so I think that people always like a comeback story, but we'll see. Yep. 
I'll uh, handle the next category while Mitch is Damn it, it's quick, not on Game Pass. quickly researching inscription here. Um, best sports slash racing game. Um, and let's go over the nominees this year for the best sports slash racing game. So we've got F1 2021, FIFA 2022, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Forza Horizon 5, and Riders Republic. Um, now, this may not I be surprising. What's going to win? Um, we all have Forza Horizon 5 right across the board. Um, yeah. RIP Hot, Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels was way better than it I was very to be. tempted by picking up Hot, uh, to pick up Hot Wheels during the Black Friday sales, but it wasn't on sale digitally. Mm. I really wanted digital. Yeah, it, it's it's really fantastic, but Forza Horizon Five is much better. So, oh yeah, there's no way this game doesn't it, win, and it should have fact, been nominated in way more categories than it yeah, has. Yeah, Forza Five like got got snubbed for like the Game of the Year category, which we'll get to at the end. But um, yeah, it like. In terms of like sports slash racing, like they're all basically racing there. So like the best one of those is the most accessible and the most fun, and that's Forza. Yep, I uh, don't disagree with that at all. Um, okay, so Mitch, are you good? Or are you still looking at inscription? I can keep going if you need. Me I'm to. good. There's a demo on Steam which I'm downloading, and I've yeah. added it to my wish list. Just just okay. so you know, so um it's a it's a deck builder that that kind of just like you know that's the main core of it throughout the entire thing but there are some frog fractions like twists in the background of it as you go through the story crap they added today's game pass games to to game pass early guess who's downloading lawn mowing simulator hell yeah i should download that too we'll Um, talk about lawn mower simulator when we get to game of the year later yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I uh, I had downloaded One Step from Eden on the Xbox because I got a lot of people tell me it was Deck Builder meets Mega Man Battle Network. That's what and it looks like. crap, is that game really good? Yeah. I got to play more of it, and we'll talk more about it next week, I'm sure. Yep. That and Pokemon. All right. Um, yeah, next one, Family Game, a.k.a. the Nintendo category. You've got It Takes Two, which doesn't seem like a family game, if you ask me. Uh, uh, it's pa- about uh, a family. Mario Party Superstars, new Pokemon Snap. Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury and WarioWare get it together. And we're a little mixed here. Uh, Cozy and Nathan, again, hopping on the It Takes Two bandwagon, assuming it's going to win. New Pokemon Snap from AJ, which did you play New Pokemon Snap, AJ? Yeah, I played the shit out of New Pokemon Snap. Um, For all of like a week and a half, like me, or did you stick with it? I got all the way through it. I finished it. So did I. It wasn't a very long game. (laughs) No, neither was the first one. But no, I I finished... I finished it and I enjoyed my time with it. Um, it. Like I think, at the very least, it deserves some recognition. Um, and I, I think, I do honestly think, it takes two is gonna go with the category for some reason because of the the audience that who are, who will be voting for this. So. See- See, for me, reading the description of the category, saying the best game appropriate for family play, and from what I've read on it takes two. That does not seem like a game appropriate to play with your family, where something think like Mario Party Superstars, I think which families was my pick, need will run to, away with this. I think families need to learn about divorce, just like my family had to when I was young. Don't they? Well, so, not and get family could be your, family could be your significant other. Yeah, and I, would, I guess. I, I will put this out there. This was nominated by those outlets, and it's going to be voted on by the outlets 90%. That's true. Mm-hmm. 
So that's true. we'll have to see what happens. I still yeah. think just I think from a that, from it I being the Nintendo category year after year, I don't see anything but Mario Party taking this, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On to the next. We say for best fighting game, everyone says Guilty Gear Strive because we don't know any of the other games. And I remember people talking about Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles, and... I just picked a different one because everyone else picked. Well, the same it sure one. As, it sure as hell isn't going to be Nickelodeon All Star Brawl and Virtua no. Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown came out in on the PlayStation Three years ago. So like, it, it was a remaster. Like Virtua Fighter Five is fine. It's not going to win the category. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl is not going to win. Melty Blood actually has a chance at it. It's supposed to be really unique. Um, I have not played. it. I don't it. think uh, enough people have played it. Yeah, but that, I'm going to say the same thing about the Demon Slayer. Kimitsu no Yaiba, the Hikami Chronicles. Uh, it's I a mouthful. Hinokami. Hinokami Chronicles. But Guilty Gear Strive got, for the most part, as a fighting game, a good amount of media attention this year. And it really, it, it's a fantastic game. It's one of the best PlayStation games that have come out all year. As, as, as in a, it's, it's, it's an exclusive to them. So Was, was Jacko part of Guilty Gear Strive? Yes. Uh, she was a DLC character. She was added after. I feel like it's not often that like mainstream Twitter latches on to characters from the Guilty Gear Strive game. So I think just even that small little fact, I think will push Guilty Gear Strive over the edge. Yep. I just wanted to be contrarian. Everyone else said the one thing. I wanted a chance at a point. Either way, we move on to best role-playing game and the biggest quote-unquote snub from last year's Game Awards gets its time in the sun with Cyberpunk 2077 being nominated for best role-playing game alongside Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei Five, and Tales of Arise. So everyone voted Cyberpunk, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. No. It, it couldn't uh-huh. have been snubbed last year. It wasn't eligible. It didn't come out in time. Well, okay. So let's use this as our, you know... This is where we take our break and talk directly to Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Yes. Hi, you're great. We love Hi, you. Jeff. Uh, Hi, Jeff. Move your Fellow awards Canadian. to February or January, maybe. Um, That'd be great. Because there's always yeah. a lot of people that get upset over when these things take place because they're games that come out this year that everyone's a fan of uh, aren't out in time to be eligible. So maybe maybe change it. Um, I Just know January, you know January. more than we do, so do whatever you're going to do. But uh, yeah, I think it should be changed. But I also you know, yell about things on the internet. So take that with a grain of salt. Thank you, Jeff. Somebody uh, clip this and tweet this at him. Let's not do that, please. (laughs) Okay. Um, We're split between Shin Megami Tensei five and tales of arise. For me, I felt like there was more positive feedback Mm -hmm. to tales of arise than Shin Megami Tensei. So that's why I chose that. That's where I'm at. I think Shin Megami Tensei five and well, I haven't played it. It will be on my list to play because I do enjoy the persona series and I've played a little bit of Nocturne when it originally released in the PS3 is a hard ass game. And I think tales of Arise is just going to be up a lot of more people's alleys. Uh, I got to be be funny though. If cyberpunk won, right? Oh my God. Uh, This is the the memes. Here's the thing about cyberpunk. The RPG part was not that good. And I, I know I talked about it very early on this year. It's like, like I had, while I was having fun with it, like there was no impact to the RPG-ness of it and, and the things you were unlocking and whatnot. It was just kind of a, 
a boring RPG in that regard. So it, Can I get it, back to that over right. the holidays? Honestly, yeah. At this point, like they've patched the shit out of it. It should work just fine. I mean, you also I mean, it, got worked, it, on it worked Stadia. fine on Stadia when I was yeah. playing it, to be fair. Um, it's more so I need to figure out which box I packed my Stadia controller into when we moved because it definitely hasn't been unpacked. Still yeah. waiting for the PS5 version to play. I'll get it. Yeah, so you're waiting until PS5. at least what? I think they've said Q1, so it'll probably be like what, June? No, well, they pushed it back into 2022 and further than I know. Witcher, I think. So I, I don't expect to play it till at the earliest, the middle of next year, but realistically, I think it'll come out two years to the day that the original game launch. My, my argument for SMT5 is that I think that the vote for this one will be particularly split amongst all the categories. And while each game has its fanatics, I think that the people uh, who are fanatical for SMT5 are especially fanatical, considering how long it's been since we got the last mainline entry in the series. And I think that will slightly crunch the numbers and push it ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much validity there is to that since it is, like Nathan said earlier, 90% critic vote. Yes, they'll have the fanatics, but those I don't think there's enough of the SMT fanatics at the outlets voting on these that'll push it over Tales of Her Eyes, but we'll see. We will see. We'll see. Just like we'll see what wins best action adventure game nominated in this category are Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Metroid so this Dread. Is the gimme to Metroid, Metroid Dread. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is the one because it doesn't get anything else but this. Ratchet and Clank, because it's not going to get anything else but this. You think that, but... I mean, uh, I, I kind of... It's funny, when I was going over like all of my other predictions, every single time Ratchet and Clank would come up in another category, Ratchet and Clank nominated for six different categories. I don't think I voted for it in a single other one of them. So I, I don't think you're wrong, Nathan. Like I think this is really between Dread and Ratchet and Clank. I think this is our one shot of fame. Yep. Uh, actually, I think there's Ratchet's one other category. Surprise a lot of pe- surprise slash upset a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Especially uh, when it wins game of the year. Um. So yeah, we're mostly split between Metroid and Ratchet and Clank because we think this is the one that they're going to get given by the critics because they're not going to get other stuff. But if if we do not see Ratchet and Clank win this, Ratchet and Clank will be the Game Awards game of the year. All right, well, we'll see. Deathloop will be taking everything but, and you will see that in just a moment. Nominated for Best Action Game, it doesn't matter because we all said Deathloop, but other than that, we had Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. I'm really upset that Deathloop is going to win this because I feel like this is the one Returnal should win Yeah. because it is really, really, really good, and if you haven't yet, go play Returnal, Uh but... So, Everyone's on that Deathloop bandwagon. So, uh, quick question: Has anybody else here in this room but me played Deathloop? No one. No. All right. Well, I mean, I, I guess I have to be—I have to be the Deathloop advocate here. Yeah. Like, from a like well, mechanical standpoint, from a sheer like soup to nuts, how good does this game feel? Standpoint, Deathloop feels quite good. Like, I really can't understate how nice moving around the environments in Deathloop feel. And you combine that with all the many, many systems in Deathloop, which layer on at a, I would say, fairly not overly sweaty pace. It really feels like the game does a really good job of kind of introducing them to you sequentially without overwhelming you. And I think that you have a genuinely really good combination that isn't just hype. 
Um, but I want to hear your arguments for the other games, if you have any. I mean, we all said Deathloop because it seems like oh, everyone really? wants to play. Everyone yeah. wants that to win. Or everyone expects it to win. I want Returnal to win this. I would be very happy if we were all wrong on this one. Just because I think Returnals might be my game of the year. It's narrative is so well crafted into the mechanics of the, you know, live, die, repeatness of, of roguelike. It's the arcade shooter aspect of it is so sharp because Housemark has been doing this for decades at this point. It's it's this Returnal picked the wrong year to come out because Deathloop seems to have been so well received and I can't wait to get into it once it does come to Game Pass, whether that be Game Pass PC or when it inevitably launches on Xbox. I'm surprised they didn't put it on Game Pass PC, actually. Um, I'm sure there must have been contractual reasons why they didn't do it because I'm sure Mm -hmm. they wanted to. Yeah. Um, But I'm sure there was an exclusivity window where it could only come to PlayStation and PlayStation streaming services or something. Or no subscription services for X number of time. I would imagine that the day that window ends, that goes up on Game Pass for PC, and they announce it for Xbox. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I I think the year it's up, it'll go on. um, Like, it'll be a year to the day they'll launch on Game Pass. I don't know if they'll have the game ready to go at the same at that at that moment on Xbox. It they, might need a little more time. They have a year to plan for it. It's already out. Yeah, I know. We'll see. We shall just save.exe Xbox. That's not how that works. Yeah. That's yeah. not even remotely close <laughs> to how that works. As someone who was tasked at one point for building an iOS or an iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry app simultaneously from the same code base, that's not how that works. All right. I'm sorry. It's okay. All right. What do we Innovation got? Innovation in accessibility nominated. Presented by Chevrolet. Yeah, nominated in this category Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. Did anyone play Veil Shadow of the Crown? That's the never heard of it until the blind one or the blind one, right? Where it's just using sound to get around. I'm a Google. Is it? Am I, I wrong? No, wrong? no. Oh, that's no, a different thinking, game. Yeah, you're thinking. Good, of good on else. it for getting on this list, but I don't think it's good. Uh, you might be right. There isn't much here. It's an audio-based action adventure. Yeah. Yeah. No, Nathan's totally on the ball. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it relies on three audio. audio. Audio-only action adventure. Yep. Hmm. Um, That's that's it's really cool. But I think one thing that we learned last year is that the game that advertises its accessibility the most will win this category, regardless of whether it is the game with the most accessibility options or what have you. I feel like there was a nut, there was more like out of the games nominated. I feel like the most positive feedback for its accessibility features was Ratchet. Yep, which is why I think Ratchet wins. Yeah, I think Forza might take it, but like I, I, I see a hard, hard path to that taking this over Ratchet. I, I'm on the Forza train typically, but Ratchet and Clank um, did so many things for accessibility. There were blogs about it. It was brought up uh, like as much as they could. And they went further than any other game had gone in terms of what they could do, including slowing the game down so that people could just play the game that wouldn't normally be able to. Yep. Yeah. So, but Forza is great. There's lots of good accessibility options. I think the more games that are nominated for this, the better it is. Deathloop, I'm looking at you. Yeah, there's a lot of game like, and I saw, I can't remember what game they were talking about. Um, 
that has been announced and coming in the new year, but basically saying we're making a game that's hard, which when I hear that, I hear we're making a game that's not going to be accessible to enough people. Yes. So developers can do better. And I hope to see a time where I'm glad this is being celebrated. Mm -hmm. And I pray for a day when we don't need to, you know, where it doesn't need to be called out because it's, it's everywhere. It's commonplace across the industry. Right. Either way, moving on to best AR VR title nominated here. You have a bit of a mixed bag, honestly, with Hitman 3, I Expect You to Die 2, Lone Echo 2, Resident Evil 4 VR, and Sniper Elite VR. I got big back into VR this year, playing both Moss and uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission and a couple of other games on ye old PSVR, but I did not play any of these games. I have played Sniper Elite VR. It's really good. We have all picked different games in this category, which just shows you how little we know about the VR landscape. I know people really enjoy Resident Evil 4 VR when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I so think I was that, tempted to pick that. I think it will win, uh, but I'd like to see Sniper Elite VR win. I thought it was actually really well done when I played it. I hope Hitman 3 wins because it should have been nominated more than just this category. Does, and yeah. I think yeah. this is going to be the one where critics are like, yeah, they messed up or we messed up collectively, so let's make sure they get something. Does the graphic for Hitman 3 kind of look like the Among Us guy? Uh, I mean, it's just Agent 47 wearing a PSVR. Oh, I see but what it, you're saying. Now, I, I can't I, unsee it now. I see it what now. you're saying. I can't I, unsee I, it. To me, just because the PSVR, it looks more like an Astrobot. Hmm. Uh, so by the way, either I've, way uh, AJ had picked Resident Evil 4. Cozy went with Lone Echo 2. I picked uh, Hitch- Hitman 3. And uh, Nathan went with Sniper Elite. All right. uh, I All liked right. the original so, Lone Echo, so I'm trusting that someone's Lone Echo winning carry the here, mantle. unless I expect you to die too somehow wins. So that'll be in, this. This is literally the category that'll make or break who wins this. I bet. Yep. Maybe. Which will be funny. Um, either way, best community support and what I found very interesting with both best community support and best ongoing title when I was putting this thing together. Uh, I think. Here, three of the five games were also nominated last year. And for ongoing, four of the five games were nominated last year. So it's a very interesting so, thing of like these community support slash ongoing game categories. The idea is that they're always going to be that way. So who is going to supplant any of these things moving forward? Well, it's, remember, it's I, I had this right last year for community support because it was about the social networks and people supporting them. And I picked Fall Guys and Fall Guys was right. And it wasn't about the game itself. It wasn't about the quality of the game or anything. It was about the support for it. Um, that's yeah. why I went with Final Fantasy fourteen online because that game has had such a resurgence this year. And I think they've done everything they can in terms of speaking to their community about it. I think they've done a phenomenal uh, job with that. I, I did I not agree. realize I had glossed over the fact that FF14 was on this list. And I literally a second ago, I switched it from Apex to FF14. That's how much I believe in Final Fantasy that I would betray <laughs> my own Apex. I didn't know we had mulligans in this one, Cozy. Well, I just I mean, wanted to be transparent about it. I didn't want to act like it didn't happen. I don't know. I think we might have to put an asterisk next to Cozy's I score. Think, I think after this episode, you have to save a copy of this so we always have a hard copy of what the answers actually are. Yeah, I'm so putting an asterisk next late. to Cozy's name. <laughs> I gotta wait for Alex to fill it out before I I legit that, didn't see yeah. that it was FF14. Well, Cozy's got an asterisk next to his score now, so it's fine. Um, Nathan and Cozy both f- picking Final Fantasy XIV. I went with Destiny 2 
because I feel like that the Bungie's just been really good this year about talking to their community and uh, AJ picked Fortnite. Yeah, I just figured uh, maybe they're they're going to be ending like ending it again this year as well, right? So I figured, you know, we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll how... see what happens, but it's going to be kind of with, with talk of that happening again um, and the, them resetting. Like, there's going to be it's going to be on the mind everybody's mind chair again, um, even just as like a oh yeah, that's still a thing. Even though nobody's, everybody's playing Halo right now. Who, who do you think still needs to come to Fortnite? The Rock. I think I, yeah. Marty from Back to the Future Part 3. Yeah, I was going to go with Mario, but I don't know if Nintendo wants him using guns. Mm. Uh, I mean, they did uh, Kingdom Battle. So Toad. Yeah. Bring Toad in. Voiced by Keegan-Michael Key, right? To yes. promo the movie? Sure. Yep. You Actually, got that it. might work. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. The movie's not next year. Then I think the movie's the year after, isn't it? Yeah. I think? Will Ferrell no. is Elf. <laughs> I mean, Buddy the Elf would be a lot of fun. Buddy Will, the Elf. Will Ferrell's George W. Bush. No, I was mistaken. The the, Mar- the untitled Mario film will release December twenty first, twenty twenty two. That doesn't. The movie's right? coming out next year. That doesn't happen. Fucking uh, a. Okay, let's keep going. We only got twenty minutes here left. Nah, we got a little more time. My my thing got pumped, got pushed back fifteen minutes. We got we got time. Oh, do we? Okay, never Great. mind then. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's all good. Uh, so nominated for best mobile game. Uh, it doesn't really matter because we had it down to Pokemon Unite or Genshin Impact, but also nominated are Fantasian, League of Leve- League of Legends, Wild Rift, and Marvel Future Revolution. But we're 50-50 between Genshin and Pokemon Unite. Uh, this is where I had to just kind of fight with myself. Like I. I personally prefer Pokemon Unite, but I think Genshin Impact can come f- come from behind and just sort of like like it was a big thing last year. Um, and so I think because it's on mobile and everything, I think it could <sighs> just sweep up from behind on this one. The reason I think Genshin takes it over Pokemon Unite is because Pokemon Unite came out on mobiles like a wet fart. Yeah. It That's was a true. big thing it was, when it came to Switch. People were really yeah, excited when Switch, that game first launched. I'd Can still any of you tell me Switch. when it launched on mobile? I don't think it matters. No. I think just the name, of it, I, the name of it there will help. Because it's the best game playable on a mobile device. And Pokemon Unite is not best played on a mobile device. It's best played on a Switch. Yeah. Mm. It's true. We'll, we'll find out. Genshin Impact takes it here. We will. We will. I, I still also think funny that, that I the, the novelty of a... Sorry. One at a time, gentlemen. Go ahead, Cozy. <laughs> I, I still think that the novelty of Pokemon Unite as this accessible MOBA might push it ahead. Nathan? Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm surprised Fortnite's actually not on this, because it's a mobile game, too. Technically. Yeah. Maybe yeah. after it won well, four times. Well, no, actually, like, yeah, well, no, the, the Apple lawsuit and everything. I was going to say. That kind of fucked it. Oh. It's still on mobile, technically. It's still yeah, on the di- even though it is loaded onto your no, Android it's not. Phone, but even though it is technically on mobile, I feel like it would be awkward to put it on this list considering the troubles it's had in that regard this year. Yeah, that's fair, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, is this still on the Play Store? No. Yeah. Oh no, it's they have not in the Play Store for it. Oh, it you, never no, was. So they, you, you can just download it from the website. You download the 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 file from the website and yeah, play it that, that way. You, the APK file you had to sideload. Yeah, it. that's they never it. Put it that's on the, it. Yep. All right, Not moving on to best s- indie so, yeah. title. Twelve minutes. Death Store. Inscription. 
uh, Kana, Bridge of Spirits, and Loop Hero. 12 minutes was like highly anticipated, and then that came out and like, oh, this is okay. I still no. want to play it. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. I feel like it might be some easy achievements. I, I want to play it to see how bad it really is because it was a game. I don't that think I it's going to be bad. I think to. it was just, it was, it was hyped. Well, it no had some, so, some people just really flat out didn't like it that we're yeah, looking yeah. for it in the critical sphere. Um, and apparently it takes some weird story turns that aren't great and problematic. Hmm. Well, either way, three of us went with Death's Door and uh, AJ, again, picking Inscription. Yeah, the, this is the one that I'm hearing a lot about most right now um, and something that I'm... I have a hard time with deck builders. Um, I just... I, I can't I can't logic my way into building a good deck, whether it be Pokemon cards or otherwise. Um, so that's why I haven't jumped on it. But, like, everything I'm hearing about it is like... I. I fuck, I should probably fucking play this game. So Yeah, I feel that way, but about that store. Yeah. Fair enough. I keep I keep hearing so much good press about it that it's, it's, on it's Switch one that now. I have to play at some point. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the same category yeah. as Mitch. That game came to PlayStation, so yeah. it's definitely yeah. something I'm gonna be catching up on soon. I'll play it on Game Pass at some point. Either way, moving on to best ongoing title, you've got nominated in this category Apex Legends. Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. I voted Roll for on that Final Fantasy FF14, train, AJ. This time for real this time. No asterisks on this one. No. Well, I just put an asterisk on your total score because the whole thing is bullocks. Um, okay. I, I have no idea what's going on with with it this year that makes People it like it, it, it is so it. it is so out of my purview that I, I have no context for it, so I just made a guess. And that guess was Genshin Impact. Moving yep. on, best uh, games for Impact, which is those guess, games that... Guess in Impact, am I right? No, no. Yeah. It's games for thought-provoking uh, with a pro-social meaning or message nominated you have before your eyes, which I keep hearing a lot of good things about, and I need to get to that one as well. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. Uh, people played Life is Strange, so it's probably going to win. Uh, it, but, yeah. uh, it's possible. AJ went with Chicory. I went with Chicory because it's got Portillo in it. I'm just going to aren't aware that is Greg Miller's wiener dog. And uh, okay. How and, is Psychonauts 2 not in this? That's a good point. Yeah. It's all yeah, about I mental wanna, health. I, I mean, wanna, Boyfriend Dungeon is all about, you know, recognizing abuse and relationships and and yep that's fair know, growing past I, it i i feel uh, a little bit thought, bad uh, boyfriend dungeon was a fantastic game i really enjoyed playing that game this year i if feel a little bit it's on game pass play it i feel a little bit bad for boyfriend dungeon because that game was actually developed in montreal kit fox games is based here in montreal and i actually i don't know if i've ever, ta ever talked about this on the podcast i actually played versions of boyfriend dungeon like as far as like three years back because Kit Fox Games would bring it to like indie game mixer nights here in Montreal. And I played like a version of that game in like 2019, 2018 even. Um, and it seems like that game was pretty good. But I also know that people kind of had mixed reactions to like a certain character that acts kind of stalkery towards you partway through the game. And it's, it's not partway through the game. It is, it is very much front and center. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing that... That game has going for it for this category is just, you know, 
having to deal with situations like that and, and learning to grow from it and identifying those things. Cause it doesn't feel that way to the start. And then it kind of, it, those feelings do start to creep in as you're playing the game. And it's, it's, it's really rough at times, but I thought it was a great game. But yeah, life is strange. True colors will win this. I have complicated thoughts on that Absolutely. game, but we'll talk about it later. Yes, we shall. Moving on to best performance. So here you have Erica Mori as Alex Chen in Life is Strange Two Colors, Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo in Far Cry 6, Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn in Deathloop, Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village, and uh, Ozioama uh, Akaga? I think. I, I apologize. We apologize. Yeah, as Juliana Blake in Deathloop. Again, a bit of a mixed bag with Cozy and Nathan both gunning for Giancarlo Stanton. I think Erica Mori takes us for Life is Strange True Colors and AJ going with Big Lady in uh, Resident yep. Evil Village. Big, uh, big vampire lady with the mommy stuff. Yep. Let's not get into that. <laughs> I thought that Erica Mori uh, did a good job as Alex Chen in Life is Strange. Uh, however, I would say that overall, while the performances in True Colors were more consistently good than they were in prior Life is Strange games, I don't feel like there was a single standout character in that game in the way that I, uh, Chloe was in the original Life is Strange, for example. I had to, I had to go with Lady Dimit- Dimitrescu because specifically like Giancarlo Esposito is the only other one I know and I didn't play the other games and Giancarlo Esposito while a fantastic actor and I'm sure he gave a fantastic performance it just seems like a little too high profile and on the nose um I don't disagree so I I don't think I don't think people enjoyed Far Cry 6 the way they enjoy Resident Evil and Life is Strange he may have been like the best part of it which is fine it's just it's funny you say that, AJ. You say people didn't enjoy Far Cry 6, but they thought Giancarlo Esposito was the best part of it. I would say the inverse is true about Deathloop, where I think one of the weakest points of Deathloop is Colt. I think he is... Colt is kind of like if you took Barrett from Final Fantasy VII Remake, but you stripped out his sort of compassionate side, and he was just kind of loud and angry all the time. I have not played particularly far into that game, but at least so far, that's more or less the impression of his character that I've gotten. I think Jason Kelly did a good job in his performance, but I think that what he was given to perform was not of a very high quality. Got it. Fair enough. Moving on to the next category being best audio design. Here you've got Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, RE8, and Returnal. I really hope, like, this is the one where I voted with my heart, and I really hope Returnal gets this one, because I think they did a lot of really interesting things with the 3D audio on the PS5 that we didn't really get from any of these other games this year, as far as I know. I don't know how Deathloop was, Cozy, you can let me know, but I Returnal just felt so huh? good. All the little beeps and boops, and the way, actually, I'm surprised Returnal didn't get nominated for accessibility, because it does such a great job of for a game of its type of being, you know, randomly generated and you're constantly dying and respawning, it does a great job of using audio cues to direct the player in a way that none of these other games did, as far as I know, the ones I played. How, okay, how accessible is 3D audio to the average person? 
Like, does it... This isn't about the average person, though, unfortunately. This is about... The 90%, well, yeah. the 90% I mean, jury from industry. But does... Well, that well I know, but, like, do they all have a, a wireless headset capable of 3D audio? Or is their TV capable of that? Like, what does that mean? How accessible is that to to them on, like, a normal... Like, they're going to sit down and play a game and decide if it's best... On, on that kind of level, how accessible is it to them? I don't know. That's understandable. I I, I can I can see that point. PS5 has still, made it easier for 3D audio because it can be done with soundbars now. I really hope Returnal takes this one. It, it deserves it. From what I've played and what I've seen of the other titles in this category, I really hope it wins it, but I, I understand if it doesn't. Like Forza could win this um, and think I, because of it being snubbed, I think may win here again uh, from the main category. Um, but because like, they took and like every motor sounds correct and you can drive different cars and it sounds different based on the cars yeah. you're driving and how the tires sound that that like, was also every forza before it unfortunately um they do they they have always done such a good job with that um even gran turismo has done a fantastic job with with that um i think it kind of with so many fresh eyes on it this it year though like maybe the fresh eyes maybe. on Forza this year, more people played it than ever, and more people at outlets are playing it than ever because it was on Game Pass. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Uh, Cozy AJ, thoughts on Deathloop here because you both picked that. Deathloop has some great spatial audio. It's not new for immersive sims to feature NPCs that are chattering excitedly to each other while they don't notice you. Uh, nevertheless, Deathloop does that stuff really, really well. Uh, and it's uh, actual composed music is really good, too. Mine was just more or less kind of my my default answer of Deathloop. I think I think it, you know, there's a couple categories it could win here. Um, and I think this is one of them understandable moving on to best score and music the games nominated are cyberpunk 2077 deathloop near replicant version 1.22474487139 marvel's <laughs> guardians of the galaxy and the artful escape it's a long uh, name for near replicant it's just because there's so many numbers and they're after the decimal points you have to say them it's not like Either way, Stop we've got a couple of votes here for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which I have some thoughts on. I picked the Artful Escape here because I think if it doesn't win this or best debut game, it's a shame because it seems like a great game. At least I've only put maybe an hour into it, but it seems like a really good time. Mm. Um, and then also Cozy picked Near Replicant version 1.22474487139, presumably so he would make me say that because he's a jerk. Yes. Also, I noticed that I had voted for very few <laughs> anime games uh, in this year game awards, so I had to up the anime quotient. That's very off. Fair enough. Cozy. Yeah. Um. Right. So Nathan Co or Nathan AJ Guardians. Why? I haven't even played it. I think the soundtrack will carry it across the finish line with all the licensed music they can't play on stream. Yeah. The uh, it's similar boat. It's just one of those like. You know, it's well curated and it fits everything. Uh, it is the final countdown. It's, yeah, well, sure. Um, it's just one, it's one of those, like, music is usually such a, a background thing unless it's something as impactful as, say, like, the Halo music as you're playing a Halo game, um, which 
a, se- a, a licensed soundtrack can add an influence uh, that even even more so because you can also sing along with it because you already know the words. Um, but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I've heard both good and bad things with regards to it's it's exactly what it's supposed to be, and then on the downside, it's exactly what you expect, and that's kind of like eh. So as the only person here with the platinum trophy in this game, and mm-hmm. yes, I'm proud of that platinum trophy. My least favorite thing about Guardians of the Galaxy was the music. Ooh, really? I felt like it got in the way at times. I felt like a lot of times it didn't mesh with what was actually going on in game. Where like I'd be doing this really like intense action thing, and I've got like Sweet Caroline playing or Build Me Up Buttercup, and it's like it just doesn't. It didn't fit the vibe of what Square was going for, and mm. I kind of wish they'd done something a little different. Oh, interesting. Yeah. To to me, yes, I hear us. I. I hear songs like that, and I think this is exactly what comic booky fun having characters would be doing. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe it just didn't jive with you specifically in the, in those moments, but it it sounds it's still like even you describing that it still kind of sounds like maybe that w- was their actual intention. Maybe. But Maybe. we'll have to wait and see what people thought about it at that their game awards. Moving on, the nominees for best art direction are as follows: Deathloop, Kana Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Artful Escape. Uh, we're split 50-50. Cozy and myself going with Deathloop. Nathan and Nathan going with uh, Psychonauts 2, and AJ picking Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. I think we've talked enough about these games that. We don't have to, unless, uh, Nathan, you want to talk a little bit about Psychonauts because we haven't really talked about that much yet. Yeah, um, if Psychonauts 2, I guess I have it in another spot too for another win, but Psychonauts 2 has superb art direction. Um, it's really good. And even some of the different levels and the way they change, I'm specifically thinking the level that features the Psy King. Um, really, like, they take you to different places and it's got such a unique art style. And I think this is... Um, I think this is a spot where Psychonauts 2 can pick up a win. Uh, it's probably my favorite thing about Psychonauts 2 is the way the visuals and the art. So I really wanted to give Kana the nod here because uh, I think what it does with regards to art direction is very unique and the way that it, this, the cutscenes flow almost like a Pixar movie. It is that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I don't know if it has enough buzz behind it versus something like Psychonauts or Deathloop. But if anything, this is the one Kana could take, uh, even though I picked Deathloop. And then AJ picked Rift Apart because he picked Deathloop along with me. Okay. Um, where do we want to go with the surprise announcement WB thing? At the end, after we talk about Game of the Year, or kind of before we get to the final three? We can do it now. Let's do it before. Okay, so then right now, going down to the WB Multiverses reveal we will get here. AJ, we still need your surprise announcement. So I'm stalling yeah. for time for you. I um, I don't know if I can think of anything. I might you have try, to... but first we'll go through these WB announcements. So uh, AJ's thinking Goku. I guess if he didn't show up in Smash, he Is show he a up WB here, character? He's definitely not a WB yeah, character. Yeah, I only no, he's he's like a WB a, character. He's like a, f- what, what is it, a Funimation? Funimation. Yeah. So maybe, there could, they could, I mean, if Sonic can be on a Nintendo thing, Goku can be in a different place. 
that would be like a huge middle finger of Smash Bros. Like, oh man, you guys didn't get Goku after years and years of pleading? We got Goku. Yeah. It, it, it's not going to happen, but that's fine. Cozy went with the Iron Giant. I that's think that the Iron Giant will be put in the game, and I think that it will immediately result in a shitstorm on Twitter of people being like, man, did nobody watch the Iron Giant and understand the message of that movie that the iron giant was a gun that didn't want to be a gun and they keep putting him in movies and games in which he has to be a gun i went with yakko wacko and dot from the animaniacs sort of like this game's ice climbers They'll because definitely who be wouldn't it. want yakko wacko and dot i think that'd be a lot of fun honestly i've I've had a heard, resurgence i have heard people guess that so that's yeah. a good guess yeah, and then uh, Nathan doesn't think we've gotten enough of Chris Pratt this year, so he went with Lego Emmett from the Lego movie. In all fairness, the Lego movies are great, and Lego oh, Emmett yeah. is great in those movies. I'm not going to hate on Chris Pratt here. I love Lego Emmett. Um, I, the Lego movies were much better than they should have been, and I would love to see a Lego character in, in, end up in this game. All right, and then we'll go in reverse order so AJ still has time to think about his surprise reveal. Nathan thinks we will see the new Bioshock here, which has been heavily rumored up to this point. It's time. It's time to... I don't know where we're going. We've been in the sky and under the sea. So, in space? Medieval times? Medieval times? Dinner and tournaments? I'd be down for a dinosaur Bioshock. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm thinking like... Dino Shock. I'm thinking not steampunk, but like Renaissance. Mm. Uh, and the rumor was like it was an inverted world. So you had like two worlds you were running around in, which I think mm-hmm. would be really cool. But we'll mm. have to wait and see what it ends up being. Um, I think we're finally getting the title for the new Zelda. It's it's time. Yeah, if we're getting like it next year, Nintendo's not going to wait safe until three to reveal this. Breath of the we're Wild 2, here. colon, it's time. Breath of the Wild 2, colon, Zelda's Adventure. Uh, oh boy. Cozy thinks we're going to get the reveal of Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, this which was is very, very. This was my prediction okay. last year uh, for this exact uh, same category. You'll be, eventually, you'll be right. I think it, it was very bullish year. last year. I think it was very bullish last year. I think, however, this year its chances are that much more likely. Mind you, you know, Square Enix can throw a big event whenever it wants to announce Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two anytime it wants. It doesn't necessarily have to tie a game like that into a show like this. Uh, but I still the, think it's possible. Does the yes. what's the DLC called? Intermission? No, inter uh, intergrade. Intergrade. In- intergrade. Yeah. Throw. Uh, intergrade. Sorry, my mistake. Intergrade was the name of the PlayStation 5 version. Uh, version. The name of the DLC was Episode Intermission, so you were actually cool. correct. Okay, hey, I was correct about something. Um, I yeah, I play that. That's on that list for the holidays, too. Yeah, I think Intermission could be the um, thorn in your side here because it literally Maybe. just dropped this year, and I think that they'll wait a little bit longer. Yeah, but we got Final Fantasy 15 like three years ago and still haven't, or like two years ago and still haven't seen it. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something really early oh, and they 16. said coming soon and then we don't see it again for like three years. Uh, I was hoping Square would stop mm, that. I, I don't think that'll happen, but we'll see. And AJ thinks that Jeff Keighley is going to announce the opening of his own game studio, which honestly at this point, kind of the only thing he has. Why not? Why I, not? It could happen. AJ, I respect that. And I respect that prediction. I think that's a cool and out of the blue prediction. And you know what? Just because Alex isn't here, I'm going to give him one for both of these. We're going to get Gandalf in WB, and for well, the surprise reveal, Kingdom Fable. Hearts. 
No, we're seeing more Fable. We won't see Kingdom Hearts until next year because next year well, is I just the series thought 20th Alex anniversary. I predict it. Yeah. N- next year oh, is... he definitely would, and he definitely is going to play that on stream at some point. Yes. Let's on get into these last stream? three categories and then get about the rest of our evenings or the rest of your day whenever you are choosing to listen to this, whether that be YouTube, Twitch, or your podcast service of choice. Uh, we appreciate you for being here, sticking with us through all of this, through thick and thin, and cozy making me read out near replicant <laughs> version 1.22474487139 at least three times on this show. Um, on to best narrative. Your nominees are. Yeah, buddy. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. AJ might be onto something with this one because he's the only one that didn't pick Life is Strange. And he might be right because Guardians has a great story. Yeah, that that is what I have heard um, through the media outlets that I choose to listen to specifically. Like, yeah, you know, I said the music was hit or miss, but like narratively, like people are really digging it um, more than they ever thought they might. So... So with uh, this uh, one, I decided to vote with my heart. Uh, sorry, with my gut rather than my heart. Um, my the thing about Life is Strange: True Colors, and I talked about this uh, a little bit on a prior episode of the podcast, is that it tells on paper a really good story, but in execution, I feel like the game needed a bigger budget to really hit on some of those higher notes that it strives for a little bit better. Um, however. I feel like, based on just the way that people have been talking about Life is Strange True Colors, it seems like I'm somewhat in the minority in that regard. And so I feel like Life is Strange True Colors will take home the crown, even though I don't necessarily know that it's deserving of it in this category. Yeah, I voted with my head, not my heart. I really hope AJ's right on this one. Mm-hmm. I, either I, way, moving... I think yeah. a narrative game could just... Uh, narrative, like... Life is Strange, True Colors is a narrative game, and it's a narrative category. Like, we'll see what happens. I mean, the narrative that Guardians told was really good. I th- and I think the thing that Guardians has going for it is the fact that for a game of its scale, it offered choices that impacted the game. Like, mm-hmm. you played totally different levels based on some choices you made. True. Okay. And I think just the way the narrative unfolded was unique, depending on how you played it, which I thought was really... Uh, interesting for a game, you know, tied to an IP the way Guardians is. Also, just shout out to Guardians for being announced in what August and coming out in October and being a great game. Yeah, yeah. true, true yeah. that. More of that, please. Give us things and don't show us them, and then make them come out and be great. Mm-hmm. Either way, moving on to best game direction, your nominees are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts Two, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I can only name one game director in this bunch, and that is, uh, what's his name from Double Fine? Yosef Schaefer. Schaefer, that's the word. I was going to say Yosef uh, so That's Ferris, why I picked I Psychonauts. Yeah, Joseph Ferris for It Takes Two. I didn't Fuck know he directed Oscars. It Takes Two until just now. Fuck the Oscar. That, it's that guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm realizing that now, but I did not know he directed this game. Yeah. And now I do. I think this I will be think like. Psychonauts takes it. This will be like a Lifetime Achievement Award for Tim Schafer. He's well-loved in the industry, and this is really a nod towards him. That's why I'm looking at this and where people will vote. We'll see. They should really have a Lifetime Achievement Award that they give away every year. 
I voted for It Takes Two because this game, uh, I know, what's the game that Joseph Farris worked on between Brothers and this one? Uh, a Way Out. A Way, way out. out. Yeah. yeah obviously, way out. obviously, people liked A Way Out, but I feel like it kind of, looking back on it in retrospect, it kind of feels like the odd one out between It Takes Two and Brothers. This game kind of feels like Brothers, but on the bigger scale, more realized than Yosef ever could have uh, done so back during the days in which Brothers was made. And so I yeah, feel like... Brothers Brothers was an indie title before they were either acquired or partnered with. Yeah. yeah I don't know what the relationship is there, but since they've gotten into this, what, I can't remember the name, the EA... EA Originals. Like, yeah, the EA Originals Indie Initiative. I think that's done. A, that's put out a lot of really interesting titles. Yarny came out of that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's been some good stuff. Yeah, and so for that also, reason, shout out to Yarny, Unraveled, because Underrated. it takes two. Pass. Was <laughs> everything's on? That's the thing is, it takes two's on Game Pass because the relationship with EA Play. I can't. So if you haven't, I can't get a single it. word out. No. What? All right, let's move on to the next Abba, category. Abba, Yabba dabba do. Uh, moving on to what is the, you know, the 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 prize of many of these games. It is the game of the year, and why Jeff has not gone to the Oscars uh, way of doing this and having ten nominees is beyond me. And I'm again, so nice. Jeff, the more the merrier in this category. I think yeah. we could definitely widen this because there's a lot of games that deserve this recognition every year. Uh, but you, you, you guys came up with six really good games, so I can't be mad at any of these. Your nominees being Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. We all said Deathloop, except me, because I said Ratchet & Clank. Yes, I believe. I believe in Insomniac. I believe they will win this. I love it. It's not going to win. Your, good luck. And if it doesn't win, I really hope Metroid does just to fuck with these scores. Do you have an oh, yeah. argument outside of belief? No, I think it's a great game. I think uh, the the story that it told was really interesting. I thought the gameplay was fun. It was there was a lot of innovative uh, weaponry that they do so well at Insomniac. I think this is kind of them taking something that they've done really, really well for years with Ratchet and uh, Sunset Overdrive, and really cranking it up and taking advantage of this new hardware in a way that I don't think any other game on this list has done. Mm -hmm. I think this is the this that is the one game on this list that feels next gen. Deathloop to me feels like a game that Arcane could have made on the PS4. Metroid Dread feels like a game I could have played on the GBA. Psychonauts 2 started as a PS4 game. Resident Evil is the same formula we got with Resident Evil 7, and it takes two while an indie darling could and should exist anywhere it could be played, even on Stadia or a you know, and Amazon tablet. Uh, Ratchet is the one that feels next gen. It feels like the next evolution of games or where games are going to go with this, this new hardware. And that's why I think it should win. But, and understand Mitch, I'm not saying this to be argumentative, but like, no, no. C can you not make the same argument about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart that like, you know, faster loading times aside, this also feels like a game you could have played on the PlayStation 2? No, no. No, okay. the riffs no. And stuff. I don't think it they could have, have done on. the dimensional riffs and I, the way the way that the but way like, they take advantage of the hardware to tell the stories and make the worlds work in the way that they do is something I, no other game on this list can do. I mean, I get that, but I feel like itself. by that same logic that you're using, then like you can't say that Metroid Dread was a game that you could only play on the Game Boy Advance. Like what that game is doing from a technical level with the Emmys and whatnot is like 
definitely well beyond the capabilities of that console or the DS or even the 3DS. Um, I keep in mind I didn't play it, but how similar is it to like Metroid Fusion's like encounters with the it's, SAX? Like the the SAX encounters for Metroid Dread were like if you read like the abstract to like a long essay, basically. Hmm. I think Ratchet and Clank will upset a lot of people and win this category, and we'll be talking about it well into the new year. But until next week, all we can do is sit and speculate. So thank you all for joining us for this episode of Press YYZ. As always, thank you for being with us, catching us wherever you are on your podcast service of choice, YouTube, Twitch, you know, your mom's car radio, wherever that might um, be. Really, really quick. Uh, go, go to Spotify and check out Jeff Keeley's Game Awards podcast that he's doing. He's talking with some of the um, the people who actually nominated all this stuff. So, um, yeah, it's definitely worth a listen. There's two episodes out right now. There's going to be one more pre-show and then I think one after. So give that a listen. Uh, and if you haven't already and you use Spotify, but you're watching us on YouTube or on Twitch, be sure to go and you know sub to our podcast there too. Get yeah, us on your feed each and every week. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to follow us on Twitch. Subscribe to us over on YouTube. Uh, that's youtube.com slash pressyyz. And rate and review us on any podcast service of choice. It really does mean a lot. Word of mouth for a podcast like ours means more than anything else. So if you could share 100%. this with one person this week, it would it would be the best gift you could give me this holiday season. Uh, you Agreed. can check us out on Twitter at pressyyz. Hang out with us in Discord. We try to be in there very regularly at invite.gg slash pressyyz. And that's where we keep this conversation going. And uh, until next time, thank you for playing.